I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I was literally terrified. I had to grieve LFL. I had to grieve the fact that I'm not with my sisters making content anymore. You should be married by now. Mm. But I mean, who made these rules? Right. Not every man you meet is going to be your husband. And in, yeah, that one is an exhale. Liberate somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm posting my friend Justin's celebration of her. People are now in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you next, you next, you next, you next. And I think people are using the internet to humble women, but it's not humility, it's shame. Acknowledging the power of womanhood demands more from men. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And I'm Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> not the Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> welcome to today's episode of the Two My Sisters podcast, which is a special. As you see, we've got our girl Zoe with us. And today is a girl's night in. Welcome to our new series where we are going to be talking to our friends, women we love, people we adore. And um, just jumping into their stories, hearing their nuggets of wisdom, the real and seeing their beautiful faces. It's girl chat. It's just, we are just going to have a holistic conversation here at tms we are all about the holistic what is it (laughs) what we about again holistic wellness growth and development yeah wellness growth and development that thing here at tms we are all about the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters all over the world and that wellness growth and development is holistic absolutely it's physical spiritual financial um when it comes to relationship relational that's the word and uh we wanted to have a conversation with just different women we love in our lives and the first woman is miss zoe Zoe. so i mean we could do the whole cliche introduce yourself but before we get into what you do i wanted to tell you why we wanted you on the episode oh guys so um, flash guys (laughs) so you may have seen um if you came to our last live show in london you probably saw misery just milling around around, (laughs) making sure that everybody was comfortable just being a supporting sister and that was your title as a volunteer but that is very much something that you live by in life you are very supportive Mm -hmm. encouraging sister I have been encouraged by many of your prayers many of your words and just watching you and your story and seeing how you carry yourself and how you have navigated through your life and so it was a no-brainer for us to ask you to be at the event as a supporting sister but it was also a no-brainer to have you on to talk about you thank you guys and we are very very picky as we were mentioning earlier around (laughs) having the guests on this show as you know we have only had one guest on Mm -hmm. this show this show has been going on for over two years now and we've only had one guest and it it, as courtney said it was literally a no-brainer to have miss zoe as the second guest because we love your light we love your honesty your transparency and for us it was actually really important to bring someone we consider a sister on the podcast so we're very much at home here guys this ain't your (laughs) this ain't just the oh my gosh she's amazing from afar but we actually know her up close and personal and she is incredible so we're so excited to have you thank you for honoring the invitation and coming guys i'm at the tms are you guys crazy (laughs) i'm here like i'm here with miss i'm here with miss renee (laughs) thank you guys so 
my to your woman that I both I admire both of you. Oh, you're yeah. amazing. You're intelligent. Oh, you're just, stop. Your body just excellent to me. So be Continue, you please. <laughs> <laughs> I need this always. We'll send you your invoice later. <laughs> so honestly, being here is like it's a privilege as well. It's like even calling you my friends, my right. sister. So. I'm grateful, happy to be here. Yeah, oh man. So <laughs> let's start, let's start at the beginning, right? Okay, so I guess for those of people who don't know you, um, you tell us about who you are, I guess what you do, where you are currently, whatever it may be mm-hmm. you want to define yourself by. Okay, so I'm like, I wear a lot of hats, so sometimes yeah. I don't even know really where to start. Multifaceted. It's giving a multi-hyphenate. Multi, multi something. You got all the time. Okay, so... Uh, professionally, I'm a pharmacist. Uh, I trained as a pharmacist and I've been practicing for coming up to five years. Mm. Um, and I launched a business two years ago uh, called Printing Planet, uh, where we design and print wedding stationery. Um, I also have a platform called Matters of the Heart. It's about the healing and the wholeness of women. Uh, God has really burned in my heart with women and women's mm. needs. Um, just from my own life, I've been through a lot of brokenness um, and just emotional trauma. I don't say that as a victim, you know, thank God for the strength and the grace to overcome. But because of that, I feel like we're often sent back to the people that were like us mm. for us to go back and help them. Mm. And I, so I feel like that's like the call upon my life. So I just do that, um, my podcast and whatever else I'd be doing, I'd be doing something. So that's kind of it, like the main silo mm-hmm. summed up, but yeah, that's it really. That's <laughs> dope. So I guess starting there as a pharmacist, right? Mm. So you're a pharmacist by training yeah. and you've been practicing. I mean, you downplayed it. You got a master's in pharmacy. Hello, you somebody are. educated babe in the building. Thank <laughs> you. you. Are a so talk to us about that pivot, right? So you're now a business owner mm-hmm. and that's what you do full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your business isn't pharmaceuticals. No. It's printing yeah. and print like custom prints which are phenomenal i've been to Thank so you. many of our friends got married <laughs> yeah um like over the last couple of years and every time we go it's like who made this who made this printy baby zoe man- hello yeah, it was <laughs> yeah so talk to us about that transition that pivot so i just had the medical school dream i wanted to be a doctor i had settled in my mind i wanted to be a doctor and then i didn't get into medical school mm. um and i was so crushed by it I never reapplied. Um, and I, I always thought to myself, if I had reapplied, I probably would have got in. Um, but I just didn't have it in me to receive that rejection again. So I ended up going to study radiotherapy and oncology um, for one year. And I absolutely hated it. It was like, I loved, I love learning. So there's like some physics, some other like learning anatomy. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, it's fulfilling a desire of mine, like in terms of like, science wise and like that kind of medical school but when I went on placement I said what is this Mm. what in the world is this nonsense (laughs) no offense to anyone who does the job but for me I said I can't do this for another year so I ended up um dropping out at the end of the year not the middle of the year but when they were asking me to re-enroll for second year I said "Mm -mm, I can't do it um if I go back I'm gonna lose my mind Mm. so they emailed me, they're like, are you gonna re-enroll? I'm like, no, thank you, I'm done here. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yep. And I was like, yeah, 30 seconds of freedom. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did I go from being in university to I have no degree? <laughs> I've dropped out, like, this is not the, the path mm. that was supposed to be like happening for me. I've always been good in school, do you know what I mean? So I was like, ah, now like, what do I, what do I do kind of thing? So. I was like, my mom has been talking about pharmacy for years. Let me just go and apply to pharmacy school. Applied, got in, did the whole four years in pharmacy school. And I'm like, I hate this as well. Oh no. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, 
I, I just, it just, it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm. And I was so unsatisfied. Mm. Um, and so after I finished my degree, like I got a really good placement. I was working in GSK and then I did a clinical uh, kind of- GSK? Oh, GSK is GlaxoSmithKline. Okay. So they're one of the biggest uh, drug companies. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> in the world, you should be paying us really right, for that kind of shout out. <laughs> um, Drop that sponsorship. Yeah, honestly. Hello um, at <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did my placement with them and I just kind of, I discovered an area called Global Health mm. um, and did, I ended up doing another master's in Global Health and Policy. Um, so I'm like, I really loved this. I enjoyed this. And then I was working and I just... I did. I, I sorry. There's so much to this. I ended no, up going. Go I went to. I went to Switzerland. So I ended up uh, working with the World Health Organization for a couple of months. Damn. Um, who? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, was with the who? Who? Oh, I was in the who? Yeah. I was in the who? World Health Organization. They told you about COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in who for like three months, and then I came back and I'm like, I like it, but something. It feels empty about mm. this. And I couldn't figure it out. And then I, as I'm like praying and I'm asking God, he kind of led me down the route of like entrepreneurship now. I've always kind of been an entrepreneur in that like, secondary school. Right. I was hustling, I was selling. I was shutting you. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I had the canned drinks on Smashed and I had some competitions. I had to start, you know. I won't even lie to you. I feel like people <laughs> who, who sold canned drinks in particular. Listen. Because that's heavy. What? I got, still got back issues. I'm so so now. Also, for the, for the folks that are listening to us that are not from the UK, shotting mm. is not uh, selling um, drugs, drugs, by the nah, way. Yeah, yeah, shotting yeah, is yeah, just uh, selling, you know, candy, chocolate. <laughs> not candy, the candies. You know, yeah. Snacks, snacks. Yeah. All those snacks. Yeah, some small bites. So, yeah. <laughs> small bites. <laughs> picky bits. Yeah, picky bits. You see that Tell the picky bits at school. Yeah. Um, so I've always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. So, and then even like, maybe I've discussed with my friends, mm -hmm. like starting businesses. I had like a hair business for a short period of yeah, time in university as well. And so I'm just like, why didn't you just try this properly? But what? So then I just ended up um kind of following the leading of god i yeah. can't take any of the credit because it really mm. wasn't me because mm. i wanted to just have a notebook company i love a bit of stationery me <laughs> we love them yeah too. <laughs> and god is like you need to think bigger than mm. just a stationary company like what if you're the manufacturer i said oh i never thought of that before mm. um so then out of that was birth to princey planet mm. um and yeah that's where that's how i got here <laughs> That's so cool. Wonderful yeah. story. So then I, did you have a question? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask real quick because I think what's beautiful about pivoting often mm -hmm. in hindsight is mm -hmm. it seems like it all, you know, matched up and worked out. Yeah. But I think for a lot of like ladies in our community, it can be really hard to pivot when you're in it or, you know, you're currently in a track that you feel like is not for you and yeah. it, it requires a bravery and a courage yeah. to really step outside and do something that is very much a tangent to what you're currently doing. Yeah. So I wanted to ask like, how did you get over that feeling of, ah, this is completely different to what I was thinking and expecting for myself and mm. actually have, how did you build up the courage to basically say no to the things that you realize were not quite right for you? Um, how did I, I don't know if I built up the courage mm. as such, but I just took steps that required a little bit of courage at a time, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we often feel like that, like I have to have this like mountain of courage before I step forward. But I just knew that I didn't want to be unhappy where I was anymore. Mm. And I, I was willing to be uncomfortable yeah, so that I could find some sense of happiness because I'd been in everything I thought I wanted 
working in GSK, like straight out of uni, then a year later working in the World Health Organization, I've reached points in my career that people are still praying about, wow. you know? And so I, I felt like God was showing me that you feel like you're gonna find your everything in this, but I'm gonna show you really quickly that you don't have, that it's not here for you. Mm. That this is not what I have for you. So mm. I think in having that, like a part of my desires were satisfied in the fact that I'd, I've been someplace, I've seen some things and I realized this wasn't for me. Right. And so I'm like, I'm gonna have to be uncomfortable and it's still uncomfortable yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. minute. <laughs> Um, Not but, this very minute. Yes. <laughs> but I think it, it requires you to make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, we often get stuck in life if we, we're not willing to make decisions about what we want for our future. So I decided I don't want this and this is what I want and I'm going to have to take the necessary steps to get there and I'm going to have to grow and adapt. I don't really know what I'm doing right now, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to grow, I'm willing to take the risk on myself mm. and I think I realized in this whole journey I've got a lot of belief in myself mm. honestly I think there's nothing I I can't do like by the grace of God anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really say there's nothing I can't do yeah. like you know you see some jobs on LinkedIn it's paying 100,000 you know you don't have the skill sets mm -hmm. in my mind I say I can do the job I'm gonna get it I'm gonna, I, <laughs> even if I, if I fulfill only 15% of Listen, this job yeah. I'm gonna apply for it baby yeah. Facts. and I, that's a confidence that a lot of women in particular don't have right because mm. it's like I think there's studies out there that women want to fit like 90% or something of a job's description okay. of what before they're asking they for before they apply. Whereas men are like, they can just tackle 50%, they're calm. I can wing the rest of it. So this is actually a really great transition or a segue, if you will, into talking about um, your current business okay. and where you are in your business. Because one thing we love here at TMS is to just talk about what's happening behind the scenes. Because mm. especially as women, and women in like who are high flying or doing really well, like mm. you've just described such an amazing story that mm. shows that you are more than just competent, you are intelligent. Mm. And I think people see that and they think there's probably nothing that she admits that she cannot do mm. or she that she can't do, you know? And so we were having this conversation in the kitchen earlier yeah. about how we have both come to a point in our business where it was like, and we were talking about this last year, mm. that um this ain't a business. Like, you ain't doing a good job. <laughs> this business this is just me. It's not what you think it you know what is. It makes, you know what it reminds me of? You know when um, somebody emails you and they're like, hi, can you um, forward this to the relevant person? And the only person <laughs> working in the team, in the is, team is, you. is you. Right, it's when I was sending emails <laughs> from my business account, like we, the team, yes. uh, we're going to be working on your, you know, we're so happy. Who is the Who grand is the we? that we speak of? It is you. We are morning, noon and night. <laughs> yeah, we, it's just us here. It's just it's me. Just me. Yeah. Me, yeah. Me. So we both got to this very similar place where we realized um, our businesses are great. They are yeah. great ideas and we are great at what we are doing. Mm. However, if we want this to scale, mm. we haven't got the uh, capacity. So talk to me about <laughs> when you got to, what was that realization for you with Princey Planet and how have you been, I guess, working the business so that you can overcome that? Um, it was when I started working... Uh, a stupid amount of numbers in a week and I still needed more time. Ooh. And I'm, I and I began to hate it. I said, I hate this. I don't want anything to do with my business. I don't want anyone to talk to me about my business. I was like, yeah, Prince Planet, like, please keep quiet about that thing. It's become a thorn in my side. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, how did this thing that I've birthed and like my baby that I've nurtured and it's growing, you know, how have I begun to hate this? Mm. I, I knew I needed help at that point. Right. And I didn't know where to get started, you know? And I think someone started talking to me like, you need help, you need to bring people in. But I'm like, I don't know if these people are competent. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're gonna be able to um, 
be able to serve my business in the way that I need them to. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep the standards that I have in my business. I need you to provide good customer service. I mm. need you to have great turnaround times. I need you to be able to design to the standard that I I think is fit. And like, if you don't do that, you're going to bring my name into disrepute. Mm. And you know, people getting dragged every week on, on Instagram, on Twitter, especially oh, black child. businesses. I said, that will never be me. Amen. That can't be me. I operate at a level of excellence and I want anyone that comes in my team to do that too. So mm. I think I was like, ah, I don't know. So I think I was then talking to you about in the kitchen about reading the book called yeah. The E-Myth. So if you haven't read it, it's, it's like, it's, the E stands for like entrepreneurial mm, myth. Mm-hmm. And basically it just tells you that you don't know how to run your business. Big facts. And like, <laughs> Straight from the introduction, that man was like, <laughs> you don't know what you are doing. You know what Stop you're it. doing. Incompetent. <laughs> incompetent. Yeah, yeah like E for incompetent. E for incompetent. You are incompetent with an E. With an E. Yeah. And that's how bad you are. Incompetence. Like, and it's so humbling to actually think, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. But it's actually refreshing to read to what well, I listen to the book. Yeah, same. And then realize, oh, well, I'm not the only one yeah. in this area of business doesn't know what the heck they're doing because you feel like I'm making money yeah. and I'm getting customers. I'm doing a good job. That's the deceit. It's right? a deceptive I'm tactic. Money <laughs> and like, it, the money then doesn't even represent how much effort you're putting in. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about scaling and not having processes is yeah. at some point you're going to reach full capacity. Right. 100%. And you're going to have to keep pushing. And in that, no amount of money is enough. No. Like once you're so burnt out, you're so tired, you start to despise your business. It yeah. could pay you a million pounds, yeah. but you're still in this place of hating it. Yeah, hating it. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good point. Sorry. Back to the EBIF. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, you're. He told me I'm a fool. <laughs> the EBIF told me I'm stupid. <laughs> and I know nothing. Idiot. And if you don't <laughs> change your ways, E for idiots. God. E for idiots. E for idiots. That book is serious, actually. It dragged me by the collar. It snatched my wig off and left me in the middle of the street. Man. With just my cornrows. I said, God. And a business idea. And a business idea. And it said, if you don't get your act together, your business is going to fail right and it's like i'm like i I, this can't fail this Mm. cannot fail and so at that point it was just it was actually just grace like someone actually i was speaking to somebody about my business and saying oh i'm struggling i'm so overwhelmed right now and she was like oh well the lord had actually laid it on my heart to help you Mm. months ago and i was kind of just waiting for the right time Mm. so she became my assistant shout out you know who you are you are amazing i love you (laughs) you are amazing and like Mm. she came on she was competent she knew what Mm. she was doing so just being able to see like, wow, I can get some time back that while I'm doing other things, someone else can take care of these matters freed me, you know? Um, but it just it just humbled me that I need to go and study. And I, I think it's a bit off track, but we need to dispel, dispel the myth of people want to start a business and we're like, oh, just start. I think that's the worst advice you can give anybody. Go into it. Hello, someone. Attack me Let's go. if you like. <laughs> Fight me if you like. But it's, it's not wise. Mm. You need information. You need to understand the area you're going into. Yeah. You've never done this before. So why do you think you can go into it with no information? You don't send out doctors who have had no clinical training, no theoretical um, understanding of the anatomy or disease or anything like that into a clinical um, environment and, and then tell them. So yeah. <laughs> and then tell them. This ain't an analogy. We know. <laughs> this is an expertise. Thank you. E for expertise. <laughs> e for expertise. <laughs> You're not serious. Not, but go on, go on. It's such a good point. And no, you don't send them out like, and then expect them to understand how to recognize if somebody's right. heart is failing mm. or, you know, if they need 
to administer some kind of medication that they're trained for five years. And I'm not saying you need like five years of education before yeah. you start a business, yeah. but there needs to be some level of education, like mm. surrounding a business, mm. like some level of study so that mm. when you start, you don't make a lot of mistakes. I've admired, you know, is it Crypt? Crept and Conan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, he started knowledge basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. How smooth this business is running like a smooth steam train. He's come out, he had investors, it's in stores, he's launched it seamlessly. Yeah, it's right, been yeah, beautiful yeah, to observe yeah. as an entrepreneur. I yeah. said, this is the goal. Yeah. I don't want to be trying to promote something on my Instagram for how many years and like it's not no, no, he's Bro. he's thought things things through. Mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. just this is he's he's out shooting music videos in the yeah. street and he's making money. Yeah. This is every entrepreneur's dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I want to be there. Mm. And so I need more education. Mm. I need more understanding. Mm. I need hands and feet, mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, mm-hmm. to help me do stuff so I can not just be the doer but the visionary yeah. in the business as well that's so good. that's good yeah We're talking talking today for real and it's such talking, a good point talking. like so many of us don't assume the position of the visionary right yeah. especially because we're not aware of business models right right, like we're right, aware right. Of that's good ideas and a lot of us assume the position of like creative director yeah mm. more than we do managing director or ceo yeah. where it's like can you also balance that creativity with ops and mm. operation thinking operationally? That's um, and I think that's where I went wrong with my business. But I think what that thing you're saying about education is so important because mm. because we live in a democratized world, especially with digital, the digital space and the tools it provides anyone to become an entrepreneur yeah. by, you know, whatever loose label you're wearing. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, no, because, you know, some yeah. people, it's, it's not. You, are you an entrepreneur? Right. No. You're, you're, you're a you're oh, you're 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 right. I'm not too sure. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about company sales too many times. Right. And oh. They owe me money, so I'm not even going to no, talk about it. They too should sponsor an episode, to be honest with you. For real, actually. No. Um, but so many people wear that hat, but they don't actually know how to navigate the space 100%. because they lack so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And bec- I think it's because so many of us are used to business models, which are just, I had an idea, I set up an Instagram page and people DM me and yeah. they send me money. And yeah. that's the beginning and end of the business. Absolutely. It's a side and hustle. It, that's a hus- side hustle, right, right, I mean? right. but it's like once you become more aware of business models, mm. you're kind of like, oh, there's a way to actually run a business where I don't even make the product, I don't yeah. even touch the product. Literally, I'm just the brains. Like yeah. you're talking about, I've got hands and feet, but mm. I'm just the brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, we can delve into a whole conversation about capitalism one other day. But I think that there's a place for us as women, especially in the new age, to kind mm. of be like, you know what, we're actually going to get educated about business yeah, yeah, yeah. and like gain more knowledge, whether it's through the books on all. Mm-hmm. or like actual courses mm-hmm. um like your skill shares i'm currently doing a harvard business online course Amazing. i opened my so i'm doing three of them <laughs> my, this is my third one strategy execution i opened that they were talking some business jargon <laughs> not the jargon and i've been a business owner morning. for how many years and yeah. yeah i opened that thing i said i actually don't, don't know, know what any of you're what the heck talking, you guys about. talking about like what's this but it's like if you're gonna operate at an organizational level, level. right 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 you gotta realize you're building an organization you gotta 100%. know how to organize baby yeah leverage yeah you're good at that renee i love ops yeah it is no <laughs> secret that i am a big fan of <laughs> systemization operation because i think these things are so key to sustainability right mm. like i think oftentimes i think the way that you put it and the way that you put it courtney was perfect insofar as we think that we can simplify business and yeah. this is not to delegitimize anyone that is an instagram vendor or folks that yeah. are out here on social media Facts. get your money sis Facts. but in terms of if you can get the money at a higher level I mean. in terms of if you can <laughs> get to a place where this thing is not causing you burnout or mm. this thing is not causing you issues further down the line 
as it pertains to the legal element of it, as it pertains to the leverage element of it, right? When we think about systematization, it's not just about making things easier in the sense of I can actually operationally run, but it gives you leverage in terms of actually accessing further investment in um, the forms of different capital, right? So it might be social capital where you're actually going to be able to engage with other people to work with you on your business. It might be financial capital where you're actually able to present something to investors and say, give me X amount of money and I can 10 X this revenue. I think we really do need to put our business hats on. And I think especially as women, not shy away from getting that operational understanding and building up that leverage. Leverage is so, so important, not just in business, but just in life in general, really thinking about how can I leverage these relationships or this Mm. capital in a way that will actually 10 X my return, but doesn't necessarily 10 X my, the amount of work that I'm putting into it. Right. I lo- look, working hard is nice. And we've spoken yeah. about it at length on the podcast. It's <laughs> nice. But if all of us are out here talking about soft life, there's ways to operate yeah. well. If you crack it, that whole, you know, Facts. sustainability, if you operate well and yeah. you actually prioritize, you know, systemizing, um, being operationally efficient, yeah. actually creating an organizational culture, yeah. I promise you, you will thrive and it will thrive. make your life so much easier. 100%. And it doesn't even need to necessarily start with when you have a team, you yeah. start before you have the team. Yeah. And that's where being a visionary comes into play. You need to have that's a so vision good. for how these things are going to play out yeah. when you scale. But it yeah. doesn't mean that you wait until when you scale to have this vision yeah. Place, yeah come on the secret to a soft life is systems systems that's what i've taken away from that <laughs> yeah honestly so talk to us more about matters of the heart because okay. i know it's something you said that the lord laid on your heart to start um it takes a form of a podcast an exceptional podcast and we're going to delve into one of your Absolutely. most recent episode topics i was listening to it on a flight and i was mm. like when i see zoe i'm gonna talk to her about this okay. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, episode of this. you being a single babe okay, when okay, okay. i was in m um, gatwick and i was like like, I can't wait to see Zoe so we could talk about this. No, he wrote, so we could talk about this issue. No, you right remember before. the exact yeah, moment. Because, <laughs> she no, because your you heart say then. it. No, because you say it and then somebody will be like, there's no MS at Gatwick. So where were you really? Yeah. But no, I was touched because I was checking out and I was listening to her. And I remember stopping the um, checkout and being like, that's such a good point. Such and I think point. I even said it out loud. Oh, um, but wow. we'll get into that. <laughs> but talk to us about why you started it. Yeah, and so also, um, this is like your, I guess, your media thing that you've done mm. outside of LFL. Yeah. So most people may have recognized Zoe's face because she was a part <laughs> of my favorite YouTube trio. Literally. They no longer create content online. I'm waiting for them. To I, that back. was an attack. Woof. If you are live Eugene, and direct, Beverly. <laughs> I have the other one. Not the first name. Not the first name. me now. I call upon thee. (laughs) Make time to make YouTube videos because the internet needs you guys. Yeah, you guys got us through university. Before there was a TMS, there was an LFL. 100%. In terms of like your online sisters who were just talking sense, but you still felt like you were gisting. You still felt like they got it, but they were still thinking at a a good place, you know? Also, you guys were actually funny. (laughs) No, because there was a lot at that time. Exactly. At that time, in terms of like making content for mm. people that were to like group content or like mm. working together there's so few even now there's so few people that i see make content together that i'm like mm. i'm convinced that you guys have a relationship that is humorous funny point. and yeah. you know all that kind of good such stuff good but you guys were literally the blueprint insofar as it actually felt like you guys liked each other you knew each other <laughs> you and you were funny it. yeah it's rare <laughs> 
It's rare. We're just naughty boys. <laughs> naughty boys in school, in the university, acting up, boisterous. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, you three used to make YouTube videos together yeah, at university. Yeah. And then y'all start. Yeah. So talk to me about like, talk Not to us stress. about, <laughs> yes, <laughs> talk to us about what that was like transitioning to now creating content on your own. Uh, yeah. Um, LFL was like, yeah, my first walk on the internet. I was even, literally, these are my friends, my yeah. sisters were all in the same pharmacy course. And so it was like a just home. So when God kind of began to lead us in a different direction, I was literally terrified I had to grieve LFL. I had to grieve the fact that I'm not with my sisters making content anymore. It was a really kind of a big adjustment. Mm. And the internet is a scary place. People are vicious on this place. They're vicious, they're nasty. And like, having been on LFL, I always knew I've got my backup. Yeah, you're doing this with someone. No, but big facts, because there's some folks on this internet that will come for Courtney. I want to let you know you're coming for me. Yeah. (laughs) and vice versa we're gonna fight (laughs) yeah so you know you can never talk to any of uh, talk to me about any of my friends and vice versa so there was this covering and this kind of protective gear Mm. that yeah i find it so interesting because like it's so easy to if i see a comment that's like coming at renee i'm like go like this is a how could they but when i see a comment that's like attacking me and renee's the exact same but when it just incites insecurity and like you're kind of scared and you carol not carol away as if it's cowardice but like you go you retreat a bit yeah because it reveals a lot of insecurities or you're just hurt you know as we are entitled to feel um and so there is that kind of comfort and protection that comes with doing something in collaboration with somebody absolutely yeah so yeah that um, the, then changing into okay, I'm building my own platform now. It was it was <laughs> the only word I have is it was actually terrifying. Mm. Uh, it was terrifying, and I think it revealed a lot of insecurity in me. Um, it revealed a lot of places in my own self esteem where I didn't feel like I was good enough, you know. Um, and I had to work through that mm. because what's really your problem, Zoe? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you really want to start the podcast? Bruh. Why don't you really want to do the YouTube videos? Mm. It's because, okay, the, the covering is gone, but you were never born with those two women in the womb at the same time. You're, you're born as an individual. So why don't you want to do it? And it's because mm. the truth was, I didn't feel like I was good enough. Mm. Like, am I, I mean, I thought I'm not the best speaker. Beverly in particular, she's a, an intellectual. She's really good at carrying these intellectual discourses. And like, I just didn't feel secure enough that would I be able to hold that kind of conversation Mm. with others or would I be able to engage people in the same way because people didn't just come for me they came for all of us Mm. so will they want to still come and watch my content or engage with me because I'm not LFL anymore now Mm. I'm just Zoe you know so I had to overcome that um that hurdle and then also that that thing I think of content you're always looking for numbers or like, okay, we're getting videos in the tens of thousands, hundred thousand views. And like, yeah, is it going to be the same? Mm. And if it's not the same. Ooh, we live in the ghetto. <laughs> 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 Who is inciting the wrath of the police on a Sunday at five? <laughs> Sorry, <I'm finishing. laughs> the ghetto. I was just going to go past the no, it's a weird. convoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there helicopters coming soon? <laughs> Sorry, go on. That's so funny. 
know, so but ultimately I had to deal with myself. Um, and yeah, I was thinking, are they going to come for me? Are, they, are people mm-hmm. still going to like come and show up to listen to me, to right. watch me? Um, and if the numbers aren't translating to what I used to get, what is that saying about me? Mm-hmm. But that was letting me, it was God really just opening up a whole thing of, you need to deal with some insecurities in your identity. Yeah. Because when did the numbers on a video begin to tell you about who you are? Mm-hmm. When did they start having the permission to, to tell you that you're less than, or you're not as smart or you're not good enough or you're not able? That doesn't equate to anything, you know? Um, and so I had to get over that whilst launching Matters of the Heart. Um, and yeah, so it, I started and I mean, it's been going well. I can't complain. <laughs> I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, growing and I've been able to speak to so many amazing women. Right. Um, and so tell us what it, what it is. Why did you start it? What's the thinking yeah. and vision behind it? Okay. So I was, I remember I was in the bath one day and <laughs> go fasting with Where church. Great mm-hmm. ideas come. Yeah, Honestly I, I, and truly. In that bathroom. It's this always the bathroom. It's yes, actually the bathroom, <laughs> genuinely. You know when you're showering or in the hot tub or something, the steaminess, everything. Mm-hmm. Your best like moments just come. Come. Always. Man. So same thing for me. Yeah, you guys are uh uh not uh strangers to the bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. Enlightenment. <laughs> that would be a course for enlightenment. Enlightenment. Um but yeah, I was in the bathroom and then I just felt like the Lord was speaking to me about just starting this platform um, that people, sometimes I think in the church might think you're just supposed to be bold and courageous and have all of your stuff together. Mm. But God is con- is concerned with the issues of our heart, mm. which is why it's called matters of the heart, that he wants to address the matters of our heart because I think as well, sometimes we go out into the world in the body and we sometimes can cause more harm to other people Talk about it. because mm-hmm. we aren't whole, because we haven't addressed our wounds, because we've right. never unpacked and healed our trauma. And we begin begin to like harm the people that we should really be helping. Um, and so when the Lord began to release that into my heart, I'm like, yeah, like let's do something about it. Let's speak to women specifically, because I know that I have like a call for my life for women. And so then out of that, Matters of the heart was birthed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that spoke to my heart. Oh. That's like my favorite comment to say, oh my gosh, matters of the heart really speaks to oh, my heart. Hi. Like I really love that. <laughs> um, but actually following up on that and just you describing your experience, obviously mm. from transitioning from LFL to yeah. matters of the heart. I think one thing that we often kind of skip over when we're thinking about overcoming is ending well Mm. and thinking about how do we end things in a good place, right? And I think what's been beautiful to see um, between you and your sisters out here is whilst you've been able to end something online, offline, it seems that you guys have a really strong sisterhood and friendship. And that's something that I've really loved seeing, loved being a part of. I'm like, okay, you guys don't get to see LFL, (laughs) but I see them in real life because I like them. um so it would it would be great to hear from you Mm. what was that process of ending well Mm. in order to start afresh or maybe transition into something slightly new and what would be I guess your I guess practical tips around how do I end something well because I think there's quite a few people that are interested in maybe transitioning moving pivoting all that kind of stuff Mm. but how do you end well in order to move forward um I think if my sisters will permit me to say, we all struggled mm. in this process. I don't want to give any kind of false perspective because it's like you're seeing the end mm. of the end <laughs> now. Mm. So but the, the end was a whole process. Right. Yeah, it, was, it was an adjustment period. And I think it was a grieving process for all of us. 
it was hard for all of us. Um, but I think what helped us is that we had open conversations um, about where we were, about how we felt during the time. Um, and I think realistically, how, I don't know, I can't speak in terms of what they were thinking, but what I accepted was that these are my sisters. I know they're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. And it just, I, I think for a while, it just felt like there was tension, if you know what I mean, in, in the relationship. But I knew it wasn't going to last forever. Mm. And so I think I've learned to give relationships in my life, like space to breathe. You know, sometimes you can get so frustrated, like you want it to be good and like for us to be jovial and like exactly how it was before. But the reality is there's been a, uh, it's almost like a divorce. Mm. <laughs> it's been a divorce. It's been a breakup yeah. of something, you know, that is, that was so meaningful and close to all of our hearts. It can't be the same immediately. Mm. And so I would think uh, that, that really helped me to embrace and to accept what was happening. Um, That's so good. And it, it was still really difficult, but I think just keeping in my mind that these are my friends. I didn't start my channel with them just because we wanted to have a YouTube channel. Yeah, We were friends who started a channel. So I'm like, regardless of anything, we started as friends. This friendship has to be maintained. Yeah. I think all of us have kept that in our hearts and mm. continued to pursue relationship with each other. Right. And then just grown to like embrace our new normal and support each other in all the rest of our endeavors. And so I think in terms of like, if I could have ended better, I think always communication is key. Like we always say for everything, um, it depends, it's so hard to say ending well because ending different things, you know, just, but just communicate, be honest, be open, give yourself room to change, give yourself room to grieve an old thing um, and grow into a new thing. Um, and I would say th there's a level of vulnerability that comes upon you when you're stepping into a new place. Right. Um, be mindful about the things that you start believing about the people around you and yourself right. in the midst of that newness. Very good. Because you feel vulnerable. Yeah. Um, when there's there's so much is shifting at once. So don't allow any lies to like seep into your psyche. Um, keep yourself accountable if it's to like another friend or to a mentor who mm. can just keep you grounded. You know, I, I spoke to my mentor at length about it, you know, um, and she, she helped me sometimes have like grace for my friends and like where I felt maybe disappointed or something like that. She, she just helped me to have grace. Mm. Um, and she just, she's like, these people are your sisters. If you know what I mean? Like the way she was speaking to me, it was like, it opened up my mind. It stopped me from going down the thought, a way of thinking that wouldn't have been fruitful. And so, yeah, just communicate, have people around you to speak into your life and mm. give yourself that, that space to adjust and to change. So, yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. So then since we're here talking about the LFL trio, the iconic <laughs> people that are you, Bev and Uvier, um, Bev recently got engaged. Woo! She did! Bing, bing, congratulations! Um, and Uvier organized her proposal. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Up, it was beautiful. a beautiful thing. I had the privilege Watch of being that Yeah. Um, and it was so nice to just see them. She was so in love. She was so excited. But you told us something which was very interesting, which is that even though she got engaged, oh. people are now on your neck. 
about your relationship status. <sighs> Talk to us. What's the aftermath? What has what Bev now the... put you? Bev, <laughs> <laughs> what have you done to my life now, man? Where is the pressure getting worse? Is it increasing? Where is it? I'm like, I'm just posting my friend. I'm excited. My sister, we've talked about this in uni. We yeah, sat up yeah. nights talking mm. about, oh my God, getting married. Like, oh my God, my sister's getting married. This is crazy. I'm posting my friend Justin's celebration of her. People are now in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> you next, you next, you next, you next. Mm? I mean, thank you. But personally, can you stay out of my, stay out of my relationship status? Like, mm. why is, why do I have to be next mm. now? Like, I, I didn't quite understand Focus that. Focus on the task at hand. I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like people love love so much. Mm. They're just waiting like for a love story to like emerge out of your life yeah. at all times. It just, it just puts on this pressure. Right. Mm. Like there's, I don't know what next is for me. So you just need to give your sister a break. So, so. then, so this is the episode that I was listening to. Right. right. So you talk about you being single mm. and you were talking about the fact that so many people ask you, yeah. why are you not married? Mm. Why are you not married? Mm-hmm. And so how do you... Girl, talk to us. I think also that. in the aftermath of you know Valentine's Day and what, yeah, like, this exactly. is the, I think this is a time where people naturally start talking about love, love and yeah. all that kind of yeah. stuff. But it would be good to hear, you know, your perspective on navigating that minefield yeah. and uh, love. <laughs> I mean, where do you start with that mess? The ghetto, mm. <laughs> not starting the ghetto. Okay. I mean. Uh, there's so much to cover. Like, where yeah. do you even start with this? Mm. I think a good place to start could be, we were talking about this shortly before we just started recording, mm. which was being high-flying, mm. loving God. Yeah. You're working at business. You're being impactful. You're doing all the things. You're working in community. You're serving in ministry. You're doing all of these things. And then you're single. Yeah. And I guess that <laughs> people kind of think like relationship reward as mm. a reward right. to your your service, your development, your growth, and you are mature, you are accomplished. Um, so I guess starting there, do you feel like there's a, a place, whether it's expectations you had for yourself in your own life or that people put onto you, which is you've reached this stage in your life, mm. marriage kind of just fits as a perfect puzzle piece into the picture? I think it's both. Um, I think I had expectations. I think as many of us had that, yeah, 25, I'm going to be married. <laughs> that, that age has come and gone. <laughs> I'm closer to 30 now. <laughs> and um, that didn't happen for me at the time. I thought it was going to happen. So I think I let that go and began to embrace singleness and began to enjoy it, you know. Mm. And so when it happens, it happens. But then there's also this external pressure from like family. Ah, Zoe, my grandma, like, honestly, I love you, grandma. But man, Shout out to you. every time she sees me, <laughs> grandma Zoe. Like, like every three days, like no boyfriend, no boyfriend, no boyfriend. Wow, she's giving you three days. Not three days. <laughs> she said in the next three days, I see you. Something <laughs> Something should have changed in your life. She has like, an alarm. <laughs> Somebody gave her a prophecy. She said in three days. In three days. Like, which three days? <laughs> And on the third day, there should be uh-huh. literally, but it's that people keep asking what's happening because yeah. I think it's just the fact that in our parents' culture, like back home, if you're a pretty girl, you've gone to school, you're eligible for marriage. You know, you finish university, men should be flocking around you. You should even be having a selection of different men to pick from. Different suitors. And you're telling me that you have none. They're even, they're getting worried. They're like, what's going on? That's actually a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> they is it, are alarmed. Yeah, my, my mum even was like to me, 
you don't go out. You should go out, you know, go out more so that you can not hit the meet. clubs. Yeah, hit the clubs. Really you know? <laughs> <laughs> Leave the nice blazer at home. I you've been wearing those <laughs> fitted <laughs> sheets for church. Where's that little cut top? Bring, bring the crop top on Saturday, May like, Day. Man, they get a good sense. So there is that external pressure from like family and just people who have this expectation that you should be married by now. Mm. But I mean, who made these rules? Right. You know, um, right. I, I don't know who had written my life story and said that by this certain age and by this certain time I had to be married, but there definitely is that pressure. And I, I think for a while I felt like I was disappointing my family. And um, one, a big thing about me, like you do Enneagram stuff. I think Beverly told me about your Enneagram three. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm also yeah. Enneagram three. Okay, yeah. Girl. <laughs> I have no idea what any of this means, but it's like a would you how would you describe it? It's like a personality test. Yeah. Um that just again, like E Myth tells yeah. you about yourself. It tells you about so yourself. I think what Bev Bev is the Enneagram evangelist. Yeah. I'm screaming. <laughs> Anyone that I know who has done the Enneagram test. Bev told them, like, yeah. Yeah. And so it she's kind of expert. tells you she, the reason why she says she likes it is because it tells you about your personality, but it also tells you about the negative parts yeah. like the things that may be harder to swallow mm. um yeah so it, i think it's great insight and there's a lot of things where, when i read that pdf they said you i said who red told you my business <laughs> get out of my life red literally, for filth literally yeah enneagram three. need to do it, need to do oh, it. yeah please it's, it's, it's insightful Very. um but yeah i'm an enneagram three so i'm like quite success uh driven driven and so me not uh, being married at this point started to feel like failure for me mm. and where I didn't have the successful relationship it's different if I mean I would be married if my relationships were successful but the fact that it's like oh it wasn't working out for me I began to feel like I'm failing and like oh am I disappointing my family mm. because you know I want them to be able to boast about me to their their friends and to other family members say yeah Zoe's married and she's got kids and like, I don't I don't have that um, even though I've got a lot of other things that I've done, yeah. this just felt like an area where of my life where I wasn't showing up. So, mm. yeah. Wow. And so how do you, do you feel like that has kind of bred a comparison, especially with the people mm. kind of DMing you like, oh, you're next yeah. or, you know, someone very close to you has yeah. gone through a moment of success, not even to just, you know, put a spotlight on, spotlight on Bev, yeah. but it's like, do you feel like with women in general, when you start to see the people around you that maybe you grew up with or around your age going through stuff yeah. and it's like, oh, what about me? Does mm. that ever creep in or has that ever crept in? Yeah, I think definitely. Cause there's even a point where it's like suddenly like all my friends seem to have a boyfriend and I'm like, Lord. It's like, did you? Hello. <laughs> I, I mean, if you can, I don't think there's any human being that can say that they wouldn't ask God at that point. Hello? Is this a season that's upon us? Hello? <laughs> am I part of this? <laughs> see what you have done for I see, others. You know, what about me? Yeah, what about me? So right. I think I'm happy for my sisters. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm lo- I love seeing them being loved well and like experience something so sweet and so precious in their lives. But I'm like, this is something that I desire as well. So right. I definitely had that moment where it's like, oh, okay, God, what about me? But I, I, I ensure that my my self talk is productive mm. at all times and it's positive. So I'm like, their timeline for their life is not my timeline. And just because it's happening for them right now, that doesn't mean it has to happen for me right yeah. now. Yeah. And doesn't mean that God's forgotten me because it isn't happening for me. Because again, we're not on the same time schedule. And so just enjoy it with them. Just encourage them. Just yeah. be happy for them. Because there's a time that's coming and you'll also get to mm. en- enjoy that 
that part, you know? So yeah. I think I've learned to guard my heart from those thoughts and feelings because right. you don't want to end up being jealous and uh, envious of your own mm. friends. That's that's a horrible place to be, mm. you know? So I think what I've learned actually is I'm, I enjoy journeying with my friends through like the peaks and like the troughs of their life. So yeah. even you get to learn so much um, being close to your friends and they're in relationships. Yeah. Like I can, I still, I, like even I've been in maybe more relationships than my friends who might be in relationships yeah. now. So I, I'm able to give them advice. Yeah. This is how you manage this. This is how you manage conflict or, you know, this is how you have to pet these right. guys, you know, just don't, don't be too aggressive <laughs> with them. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to have to be a bit soft, that like so butter them up a little bit, give them yeah, a little bit of words of affirmation. Them. So I'm able to journey with them and mm. experience this great thing in their life with yeah. them, you know, so yeah. And that's a great note to people who are like, oh, you know, when you're married, your single friends can't really offer you much. Clearly, yes, they, can. they can offer you a lot more than um, you think. But one question that popped into my head was, how do you train yourself to talk to be productive? Mm. Because that sounds like something you've really had to work out. Had to work out. Yeah. So how do you do that intentionally? Yeah, I've had to really train my myself how to think. Um, I've had to learn how to stop living by my feelings. Um, and there's something I heard somebody say, and I've, it's really shifted my life that emotions are indicators and not dictators that they highlight to us when there's an issue or we might need to address something, but they don't mm. have the um, power. That's how I see it. They don't have the power to control my life. And I realized, unless you let it, unless you mm. let it yeah. So I realized how much I'd been letting emotions govern my life. When I feel like this, I think like this and suddenly how I was made to feel in a certain circumstance was now shifting my identity. Mm. And so I'm like, I cannot continue on that way. Like I've got things to do. <laughs> I've got places to go. I've got, I've got missions to accomplish. Right. And if I don't learn how to get a hold of my mind and the way I think I'm going to be trapped. Like I think mindset is so important. And the things that most of us want to achieve in our lives is behind a shift in our mindset. Mm. Um, and so I've had to literally just speak like words of truth from that, like, the word of God over yeah. myself consistently, um, continue to affirm myself. And like you said, train myself, discipline myself how to think differently. Mm. And so I think it all starts for me. And like, when I have a thought, giving myself the room, okay, I might feel, oh, am I good enough? Or that thing of, oh God, why, why me? Why not me? Mm. Uh, have you forgotten me? And then it's like, Okay, why do I feel like that? Is that jealousy? Mm. Is that insecurity? Yeah. Is that yeah? Is that like an undealt wound? You right, know, right. maybe do I have I always felt overlooked in my life, and this just feels like another occasion, you know? Mm. And then so, just giving myself time to process that feeling, mm. and then saying, well, in terms of especially like as a Christian, well, logically I know <laughs> based on truth, God is always with me. He says my name is inscribed on His hand, so it's impossible for Him to forget about me. So I just I use the truth mm. of God's word. I use the truth that I know about who I am in him yeah. to replace all of the negativity, to replace all of the uh, negative or counterproductive thoughts that I have that would stop me from being who I need to be mm. uh, in my life. So it definitely takes practice. And I'm sure you guys know, it's not something that one morning you wake up and suddenly yeah. positive um, Pamela, like you can just... <laughs> you know but it, it, you have to keep working at it yeah. and especially when you're entering into new seasons of your life 
new you're taking to places you've never been before i'm telling you the insecurities will rise up like a flood a roaring lion <laughs> that you roaring, that imposter syndrome you thought you had conquered in level two is back yeah. in level five <laughs> and it's growing muscles <laughs> like <laughs> not the final boss, the final boss. Nah, you've been chopping <laughs> since i left you <laughs> since i left you you've been training man you it's know actually such a good point it's like finally get over these insecurities to start the business yeah. and now and you're then, running the business and then there's more insecurities to grow it on. yeah literally not ah. the not the adding to the soil and then, um, the, <laughs> the negative soil but i love what um we were speaking about earlier around how for many of us as women we often see relationships as rewards yeah. mm. and oftentimes especially if you're someone that has been through you know a number of relationships it can feel a little bit disheartening when things don't work out or you've been through traumatic or um just experiences that can taint your view of relationships so i'd love to hear more from you around i guess how do you view some of these relationships you've had in the past Mm -hmm. and just thinking about (laughs) (laughs) just thinking about you know (laughs) you know because oftentimes especially as women we're definitely sometimes prone to thinking oh is this one going to be the one or am i going to be um, the wife to his husband finally yeah. like is he going to be you know the one I've been looking for mm. so how have you I guess now mm. dealt with potentially negative relationships mm. or relationships that haven't necessarily worked out to the way that you wanted them to such a good question. it is a very good question like um some of the relationships I've been in have actually been very traumatizing for mm. me um oh my god is there yeah. anyone that we need to run up on uh, no don't worry um Oh, so there's people we need to run up on. Yeah, they really do. There's there's nobody, don't worry. Like, (laughs) they're like, where is he? Not the girl gangs. With the pitchfork gangs. All I need is his address. That's all I need. Even the first name. Someone will find something. Someone will find it. I mean. And you know they'll do the connect the dots on the internet. They'll They'll be like, I can see that your finger was in this photo in 2016. And I've also found his auntie. My God. His family members. Kill them all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it was what it was. Um, there's so much to this because mm. I think some of my relationships were more traumatizing for me because of my expectations, like you had said, in mm. terms of like, this was supposed to be my, this is it mm. uh, relationship. This was supposed to be, ah, you're taking me off the markets, yeah. you know, I'm out of this game. Mm. And it was so devastating for it to not become that. Mm. Um, so how have I kind of dealt with relationships? I've had to just learn that not every man you meet is going to be your husband. And in, yeah, that one is an exhale. Liberate somebody. <laughs> <laughs> not every man you meet is going to be your husband. Just, I feel like yeah, someone needs to just I'm telling inhale you. it and exhale. Yeah, that was some just deliverance. Breathe in. <laughs> and then breathe the expectation in. out. Ruminate on it. Yeah, yeah just. Not ruminate. <laughs> ruminate on it. Meditate if you yeah. will. Meditate if you will, even if you really want him to be. Mm. Even if it's everything that you want. Right. Even if he's just as tall as you want. The skin is as light or as dark as you want. Mm. Even with the muscles, the the coin he's got, like everything. It just does just because you've met him doesn't mean that he's gonna be your husband. That's good. Um and I think you just going into the dating uh field, mm. <laughs> I would say, with that mindset <laughs> is very liberating mm. because I've just learned to enjoy the people that I meet mm. and just take it for what it is, um, and not make it something before it is something. And I think I found that when I was going in there like he has to be my husband and this has to work out. It just creates for me so many blind spots 
that I'm trying to work through problems that are red flags. Mm, that's this, good. This problem is a get out of here now while you can, while you're still alive. <laughs> Oh, your mind is still in order. Leave now. Yeah. But because it's like, no, this has to work out. This has to be it for me. You're staying. And then there comes the wound and there comes the hurt because you keep ignoring the fact that maybe you're dealing with a broken person mm. who needs to go and do some inner work on themselves, you know? So I I think when what, what has changed for me mostly in this area is that I've decided what I want in a partner. Um, and I assess every person I meet based on that, what I want, like, do I want someone that's funny or like, right. and it's more about the person's character mm. um, than it is like the accolades or the things that they have. Because of course, like I, I'm not just trying to date for fun. I'm trying to date for marriage. So I'm looking at, does this person have the character or somebody I would want my children to model their lives after? This mm. is what I'm looking for. And so I'm like, this is what I want. I'm looking for something that's serious. I want something that's committed. And if that person isn't demonstrating to me that that's what they want, I'm out of there like mm. a speed of light. You ain't got to tell me twice now. No. Before I'm like, oh, hang around. Let's hope and pray like the person can change. Nope. If you are not demonstrating to me that this you want something long-term or that you're someone that is suitable for me, I'm out of there, if you know what I mean. Mm. So, um, and I, I think having the perspective as a woman in a relationship that, hey, actually... The relationship isn't just a reward to me. And like, I think we're often made to feel like if we're not married or we're not in a relationship, like something's wrong with us. Mm. And we're made to feel that we're not the prizes in the relationship. Mm. No, sorry. I am the prize. Come on. I'm so sorry. Big energy. I'm like, even the word of God says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So there's something about me that as I come into the, you know, connection and communion with this man, something even shifts into his life that the Lord opens up favor for him. Hello, somebody. I am the The brothers. Hello, brothers that have been. so many people resistant to that? Do you know what? I don't know why they. It's called pick and choosing. Um, (laughs) And uh, what was it that we talked about? Ephraim incompetence. Because. (laughs) No, 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 guys. <laughs> because they will read the part that says you know wives submit to your husbands mm-hmm. but they will forget that there yeah. is a real power that is something that they can attest to yeah, when yeah. a woman that is a wife enters into their life yeah and i think uh it's the whole having your cake and eat it right yeah. it's the whole i can have a wife i can have someone that is essentially a servant and not necessarily a partner or mm. a powerful force of good in my life right mm. and it also diminishes the power of woman right. yeah and i don't have to treat her as such exactly as but but even more like wider like socially culturally it feels like so much is being done to make women feel as though they aren't that you know like i think of all the rhetoric the kevin samuels the red pill like all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast where it's like you're average you're average you're average and kind of this this culture cultural brainwashing Mm. that is you're not all that like lower your expectations it's what we're talking about in this week's episode right lower your expectations um settle and like all of these things which are there to remind women so i think even training your mind to remind yourself mm-hmm. you are the prize yeah. is actually a constant discipline yeah. that you have to have yeah um and it's not just a matter of affirmation either it really does come in that grounding of what do i want for my future and mm-hmm. if i encounter something that isn't that am i willing to walk away absolutely yeah, exactly and a lot of people absolutely aren't. oh that's such a good point and yeah. i think might be controversial. Ooh. I might get it. I don't think it's that controversial, but you know, the way that these internet trolls be coming for you anyways on their burner account. I know somebody's loaded. Um, <laughs> but Somebody I think... Somebody's buffering their <laughs> right now, they're doing exercises. <laughs> but it definitely 
acknowledging the power of womanhood demands more from men. And mm. men are not willing to, well, some men, those ones that are very vocal about pulling women down a peg mm. are not willing to do the work to meet the women at their, their, at their level, okay. right? It's the whole... I am getting a little bit upset and intimidated by the fact that, you know, I am feeling disenfranchised and I am feeling as though, yeah, that's what it is. Disenfranchised, I am feeling as though, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not at the top. So mm -hmm. rather than working to be at the top factually, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. are trying to pull people down below them so they can feel and manufacture that's that um, feeling of being powerful. Yeah, and I think it's so unfortunate because surely if you see a woman that is absolutely excelling in all fields, mm -hmm. A good person and a good husband would see that as an opportunity to grow and become a better yeah, person, yeah. a better man, a better husband. Yeah. But so often in society, we are plagued by men that are threatened by women when 100%. really they should be inspired to be better men mm -hmm. and vice versa. Right. Where women will, you know, see an upstanding. And this is why a lot of women are punching, quote unquote, or mm -hmm. looking yeah, for women. men. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you have these standards, it's because you're thinking about that future. You are thinking about not just your current development, yeah. but your development in the future. I'm not just looking for a partner now. I'm looking for a partner for the rest of my life. Yeah. So of course my standards are going to be high. Yeah. Of course I'm going to be looking for character because mm -hmm. it's not your looks or your money that will sustain you. It's your character that 100%. will sustain you over the next few years. So it frustrates me so much because if only, especially men, if only men really understood the power that comes in uniting with a woman on that, yeah. in that basis, we would have so much, so much more wholeness. Yeah. 100%, 100%, more wholeness. 100%. And a lot of times, like the criticism that women receive is you need to have bigger standards. You need right. to have big, yeah. But what is the point of having bigger standards if people don't want to meet them? Mm -hmm. Right. And people aren't willing to do that work to not just make themselves better, but to make society better on a whole. And so if we know that the remedy to society being better is people becoming better, mm -hmm. it actually needs to be a wider group effort. And I think yeah. you're the perfect example. We're a good example of the fact that women are trying yeah. like they're trying to be not just better people for men right, but better right. people for everybody stop, yeah. do you get what i mean and it's like this whole glowing and growing journey we're trying to be better for you know our friends we're trying to be better for ourselves we're trying to be better for maybe our future children right. or for the work and the businesses and the organizations that we want to create and it's like we have to dedicate ourselves to that pursuit mm -hmm. and a lot of people are not willing to put in the work but also it's a key work that word that you mentioned earlier which is humility right yeah. even when it comes to realizing in business you're not good enough what does it require humility mm -hmm. in relationships you might not be you know where you want to be for the person you desire mm -hmm. that requires a level of humility yeah. and i think people are using the internet to humble women but it's not humility it's shame and i think right. some, a good. lot of times we can get the two mixed up where Absolutely. it's like no you feel ashamed you're not humbling yourself you're mm -hmm. not acknowledging that there's a flaw because the thing about humility humility still allows you to get up and get better yeah. do you get what i mean humility still allows you to say okay that's an area of weakness so how do we go into the gym and shoot up and get stronger mm. but shame is like nah stay down yeah. right and right like, i think that's where people want a lot of women and people to be at where it's like nah yeah. stay down like yeah. it's a it's a complete sign of your intrinsic value and you'll never be worth more than that and yeah. it's like nah that's not that's not what we're gonna do over here and that's not what we're gonna believe about ourselves and so it really is pertinent that you said you've got to train your self-talk to be productive right. because so many voices in the world are just telling you something else and if you're not careful you begin to sound like that right right right, right. so to close off today's episode oh. first installment of girls night in um you out of uh, matters of the heart you have a branch called she overcomes i do tell <laughs> us more about that madam okay yeah she overcomes so um it's like a membership 
it's like a it is a come on, come on now language. you better come so, with that boldness that positive talk <laughs> yeah. come on Pamela <laughs> positive power yeah, let's go let's go she ever comes is a, a membership uh, it's a coaching program where I provide group coaching for women who want to overcome um, I'm grateful to God that I've been able to overcome a range of just different things in my mm. life and I feel like so many women have felt for so long they've been stuck um, I can't get past this depression. I can't get past this feeling of brokenness mm. or this low self-esteem. And they just need a place where they can be taught or they mm. can speak and they can commune with other women. And so She Overcomes is that. Um, it's a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing. I have amazing women that I have the privilege of teaching and speaking to and praying with. Um, and so, yeah, it's a community if you want to join. Yeah, literally. That's what, so that's why I was bringing <laughs> it up because I think a lot of the the girls who are part of or the women who are part of this global community, this digital community can still benefit so much with your care, your expertise, but also being a part of that sisterhood as yeah. well. And because it's all one at the end of the day, like yeah. you're a part of our sisterhood. And so we trust what you do. Mm. And so if you are looking for something to plug into, the links are going to be in the description and the show notes she because Zoe, come. she's amazing Thank and she girl. will help you overcome. But the reason why I brought that up was to end this episode, mm. I would like for you to share three things that you would tell women of nowadays, our generation, mm -hmm. three tips, lessons that you've learned mm. so that they can overcome whatever it is that they're currently going Excellent. through. Um, okay, I'll start with this one because this is what came to my mind first of all. Um, stop thinking about what other people think about you. What do you think about yourself? Um, and I think we often have a more positive outlook on ourselves than we think we do. But most of the time we're meditating on how people made us feel, or mm. what many people said to us. That's so good. When we stop and think about who we actually are, we think, I'm not, I'm not too shabby actually. Mm. And so start mm. to meditate and think more about what you think about yourself and let that drive your life, let that drive your decision making, let that um, be what helps you to create standards in your life for your not just romantic relationships, but all relationships in your life and how you operate and show up in the world. Um, I think that is that was really a game changer for me. So mm. I'll tell that uh, to women. I think what came to my heart, so secondly, is that you Speaking are loved. The you are so loved. Um, I, I, don't, I know you guys have like a, a multi-faith uh, audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so amazing. So I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, really diverse audience. Um, but I will just say to women, I feel like we're made to feel unloved mm. a lot of the time and unwanted you're so loved and i think that if a lot of women knew more that they were loved and they operated out of that that knowledge that revelation again they'd show up with more confidence mm -hmm. um and it would also help to stabilize our emotions and our self-esteem so know that at any given point in your life no matter what you've done no matter where you go you are always loved loved beyond measure there's uh i would say there's a god out there who loves everything about you everything you think is not good mm. enough that you think is small that you think is that needs to change it's loved <laughs> by someone that has made you so just know that you are loved the final thing i'll say is this <laughs> um i've been reading a book about mindset mm. um so there's two types of mindsets that we can have as people a fixed mindset mm -hmm. or a growth okay. mindset um with all of your hearts please seek to 
adopt a growth mindset in your life. Yeah. A growth mindset is what we need as entrepreneurs yeah. because it allows you to remain in that place of humility, um, malleability, where it's like, I'm, I don't have to be the best at everything always. I'm allowed to grow. I'm allowed mm. to adapt. I'm allowed to evolve and become the best of everything. And uh, if we have a fixed mindset, maybe one failure or one uh, thing or situation in our life can trip us up to make us feel like we aren't good enough to show up in another place. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> or make us feel, you know, that um, we aren't able to grow and learn and just move forward in our life. So you might not be the best right now at handling your emotions. You might not be the best at public speaking. You might not be the best at writing or if it's coding you're doing, whatever you're doing. But you can always get there. You can always grow. Um, you can grow into the woman that you know you want to be. You don't have to be her right now, but you can uh, commit to yourself to growing into her every single day. If that's developing a positive uh, state of mind and adapting positive uh, self self talk into your life, if it's you know praying, if it's building community with other women, if it's going to study, whatever it is, you can grow into who you want to be. So. Don't allow anything that's happened in your life to make you feel like you ha you are stuck um, being who you are right now. It's a big lie. You can change, you can grow, you can evolve. And so always seek to have a growth minds that you are adaptable and where you are now in your life is not always where you're going to be, but you have to just commit to grow and commit to having a mindset that is willing um, and brave enough to continuously grow. So, yeah. Spoken like a true third sister, as you can oh, see, this is beautiful. the reason why we have Zoe on the show, but also as one of our own sisters, man. Honestly, thank you. Just thank you so much for, Actual this is not going to be the last time you're on this podcast, by the way. I mean, we have only scratched the surface of the woman, the legend, the icon, the prophetess that is Zoe. Child. <laughs> I'm a foot, Jesus. Yes, come on Take now. Nah, like but for real, um, thank you. Like, Honestly. thank you so, so much for just being not only here, but mm. showing up on the internet right. as someone that people can listen to mm. and also see the heart of. So mm. I know you talk about like, God sees our hearts and cares yeah. about our hearts, but you have really shared your heart with mm. the internet over years. Mm. And so thank you for showing up and doing that so mm. authentically mm. and so generously. Mm. You are very generous. Like, like I said, there's, we've only scratched the surface of your Honestly. story, but you've yeah. created such transparent content and vulnerable content, yeah. um, which you didn't have to share with anybody. Yeah. And so thank you for sharing your journey. Yeah. The fact that you whilst you have been figuring it out, you have still been sharing. Yeah. So just thank you for that. And keep that up. Oh, thanks. Keep that up. I support you. Thank 100%. You. So I know you guys know, well, hopefully you know where to follow the sisterhood and how to plug in and follow us on socials. But on the screen is Zoe. Come on We now. want you to follow and support everything that she does. We're not giving her a shout out just because she is our friend, but genuinely she's a woman of excellence. She Absolutely. doesn't support rubbish. As it no, but we said this at the beginning of the episode and I think we need to reiterate that, you know, the folks that we bring onto this, you know, platform in our community, they have been vetted um, <laughs> and vetted in the sense of personal, professional, right. all that kind of stuff. We've known squeaky. her for years. Yeah. So, known her yeah, for years. We actually all went to the same secondary school. Honestly and truly, we have go way back. We go we way, way back. Way back. We all went yes. to the same secondary Not at the same time, but Not like we all went to the same secondary I think we did, school. but I was in upper sites. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Always yeah. Upper sites. Yeah. Yeah. When we were just baby girls. Baby small babies. I would never forget the day you said that on LFL. And I was like, 
I'll say and say and. Yeah. 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 Say and girls. Specific say and girls, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, not, not everybody. Don't be getting any funny ideas. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get funny ideas. My but goodness. honestly, please go and support everything that Zoe does. Okay, if you so are looking for um, stationary services, specifically wedding services, Princey Planet should be your go to. Absolutely. Like we said, we've been to weddings. Mwah. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> I'm blushing. Black girl blushing. Black girl blushing. <laughs> But sisters, we hope that you have enjoyed watching this. Let us know your thoughts. We will be back with some more episodes with some very, very fun guests. Absolutely. And sisters. But as always, you want to share the edge? We just say keep glowing. Yeah, growing. keep glowing. Keep glowing. And keep growing. Oh! oh, oh yes. Glowing <laughs> too. Did you hear that bass? Wow. It's giving tones. <laughs> That's a wrap, y'all. A wrap, guys. <laughs> oh, that was so fun, guys. That was <laughs> I was giving radio hey like radio advert Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 